0: What's up, everyone? You are listening to Talk Back the podcast. I'm your host, Nass, and today I am talking to the first legally blind D1 athlete, former NFL free agent, now entrepreneur, and host of the Blind Ambition podcast. It's Aaron Golub. What's up, Aaron? Thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Yeah, of course, Naz. Really excited to be here and talk to you and, and looking forward to this. I'm
0: excited, man. And you have an incredible story. And I can't wait for you to share it with the Talkback listeners. But we got to talk about something a little important first. You're from Massachusetts, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that would make you a Patriots fan?
1: Yes, it does. Yes.
0: Okay. Well, from one Patriots fan to another, how'd you initially feel about Brady going to the Bucks?
1: I didn't care. I think Brady's the best football player who've ever lived and he deserves to get paid an insane amount. And uh, I-, I wished him nothing but the best.
0: See, that's real. I've heard some people ask me like, are you going to follow Brady? Were you just here for the, for the players? And I'm like, man, I don't-, I don't know. They're trying to get us Pats fan to, to say whatever, right? The world, the world's kind of against us. You feel that way sometimes?
1: Yeah. I mean, like I was happy the Bucks won the Super Bowl. Like I, I, I truly was happy for him when he left and, you know, will the Patriots will bounce back and, and do very well again soon. But I was just more than happy for him. You know, he, he did what he wanted to do and was able to win another championship for another team. And that honestly only solidifies the fact even more that he's the best football player ever. And so I was, I was thrilled. People
0: can't prove us wrong, right? We're like, he's still the greatest. What are you going to say about him?
1: <laughs> exactly. All right.
0: So you got to tell me, to start off and, and give the listener some perspective, what is your physical view of the world?
1: So I have no vision in my right eye at all and very limited in my left. And so in my left eye, it's like a tiny you know, hole, kind of pinhole size of half of a dime or something that I look through. Through that hole I have twenty two hundred vision. So if someone has twenty twenty vision, what they would see it about two hundred feet away, I would see it about twenty feet away.
0: And that's been like that for your whole life?
1: Yeah, no, I was born. In so, how
0: does football? How'd that play a part in your life growing up, and um, and how you got into it, and how you kind of maneuvered and pivoted with that?
1: Yeah, you know, I played a lot of sports growing up. I was never the most athletic kid. I, I tried tons of different sports, whether it be like baseball, soccer, basketball, like literally everything, and nothing really stuck. Nothing was something that I was amazing at. I started playing football in seventh grade, and. I couldn't be a quarterback. I couldn't be a receiver the positions that everyone wanted. And so I started off as an offense and defensive lineman. And at the time, it didn't matter if I was good or not. You know, it was about learning the game, being a part of a team. That's what it's like at that age. And it wasn't until my sophomore year of high school that I was like a third string junior varsity center and defensive tackle. And I hated it. I was like, I just, I want to play in varsity. I want to play in college. I want to play Division One. I. I just, I wasn't feeling it anymore. And so I said, how can I make it there? And I found log snapping and, and kind of two things came from that. First, I realized that if I got good enough at that position, then I might have an opportunity. And the second realization was I need to work 10 times harder than everyone else to be as good as them. And so I would wake up at 5 a.m. every day and practice and go to school, go to practice, lift weights every single day after school, and just do whatever I could to get a little closer every day to my goal. And
0: did anyone tell you like, hey, Aaron, you got to work a little harder? Or was that something that you kind of told yourself?
1: No, it's something I told myself. I mean, it's it's regardless if you're an athlete or an entrepreneur or, or anything. It's the same thing for me today when I'm building my businesses. You know, it's no one tells me that I need to get up at five and go to the gym. No one tells me that I need to work late. No one tells me that I need to do X, Y, and Z. But if you want to achieve a goal for yourself, then you're going to be willing to do those things.
0: As you kind of pivoted into like entrepreneurship and everything, I feel like, you know, entrepreneurship, it's a very... You're doing a lot of things your way, right? So what's kind of like the upstream thought process you had to have when you kind of like started doing stuff on your own and trying to like kind of prove people wrong and push yourself?
1: So I'll just backtrack there. I think that the whole prove people wrong thing is, is the wrong way to look at it. Because when you say I want to prove someone wrong, you're focusing on an external source of motivation. An external source of motivation can allow you to do something for a short while. And so if I go to the gym tomorrow and I say, I want to squat a really heavy weight, I'm going to focus on an external source of motivation to you know, prove someone wrong, get myself mad, angry, whatever, to do that in that 30 seconds, minute, five minutes, whatever it takes for me to do that set. If you're focusing on a long-term big goal, it always has to be, I want to do this to prove myself right. Because if, if you're not doing it to prove yourself right, the motivation's going to wear off. The, the external motivation can only last so long. And so for me, I only do things that I want to prove myself right on. Like I have two very specific businesses and very specific goals. On the speaking side, I want to be one of the most well-known sought-after speakers in the world. I want to be getting hired for an absurd amount of money all the time. On the finance side, I want to manage a billion dollars of other people's money. I mean, I have two very specific goals and I have internal motivation that says, this is what I want to accomplish and I want to accomplish it because of these reasons. I don't care what anyone else thinks or says or does because their opinions don't matter and I'm not relying on that
0: external source. You said like, that's just how you've been wired since young. Like there wasn't a time when you kind of did do things for the approval of others and then you switched or what? No,
1: I think, I'm sure I did. You know, everyone does, no one, no one's going to be a 13-year-old and, and does things because they want to do them. Everyone at those ages does things for an external source of motivation, but it's something that you have to learn over time. And, you know, looking back on it, being able to play in college wasn't an external motivation. I There's no way I would have achieved it if I had said, oh, other people can't think I don't think I can do this. I'm going to do this to prove them wrong because I wouldn't have been happy with it. I had to want to prove myself right and Yes, I'm sure. There's times when, for me in the past, and I'm sure even now that I, I focus on external motivation. But I think my point with that is it's it's not long lasting. It, you know, it might last a day or a week or a month, but it's not long lasting. It's you know, to to go back to Brady for a second. Like everyone always says, like he was picked so late in the draft that must have motivated him to win like seven championships. No, are you freaking kidding me? Like that might have motivated him to win the starting spot in the beginning. But like, do you think he thinks about that now? No, not at all, because that's an external source of motivation. It it, it goes so fast. Do
0: you think if people hold on to that one little thing that someone said and they keep that in their mind, they say it's the fuel to the fire. But do you think that it's actually not that that would actually be one of like the worst motivators you can have?
1: I think it's unhealthy. If I'm going into the gym tomorrow and I say, I want to squat 500 pounds, I'm going to max out my squat. I'm going to think of things that people have said in the past that have pissed me off or or whatever to help me get through that set and to to accomplish my goal in that moment. But you can't think of that when I go sit down at work and I say, oh, I want to land new clients and build my business and long-term for the next 20 years it can help me for the next five minutes, but not not for not for long term. So I I think it's unhealthy to to focus on those things.
0: I like that. You're right. It's not long lasting. And it doesn't feel good either. As a speaker, like what is something that every time you speak, you're like, this is the topic that I have to cover because people need to know this.
1: Yeah, no. I think the biggest things are, are talking about leadership, overcoming obstacles, and how to turn your disadvantages into your advantages. I talk all the time about how being legally blind for me is is my greatest advantage. I'm so thankful I was born legally blind because it's allowed me to meet incredible people and have amazing experiences, and just the doors that it's opened for me. I, I mean, I have an insane network of very well connected people that like I just wouldn't have had if it weren't for my dedication to create the story of my life, my personal brand that I've worked hard to create, like everything that I've done to create myself has opened up this network of just extremely smart and successful people that I can reach out to. And I don't believe that if I you know, wasn't legally blind, I, I don't think that that would be the case because my story would be so different.
0: A lot of times it's so easy to kind of spiral into our own, let's say, not like I guess faults, we find faults in ourselves, insecurities, and then it'll just kind of hinder us from... From moving forward at all so when you kind of hit that block because we're human it really in my mind I think you're superhuman genuinely so I'm like I don't know what I can tell this guy and he'll tell me like he's like no 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 I don't think that way what but at times I guess if you feel yourself a little stuck or, or kind of like not pushing yourself as much as you want to what are the things you kind of tell yourself to get out of that rut
1: I mean for anyone in general it's just it's it's what makes you happy what do you enjoy doing
0: what makes you happy
1: I I truly enjoy building businesses. Like it's fun for me. Like being an entrepreneur is fun. It's so I'll just tell a story real quick. But I was on I was in North Carolina a few weeks ago visiting family, and I was also there for partly business reasons as well, but mostly visiting family. And I'm going on a vacation this summer to like another part of North Carolina with with family. And I was talking to my older brother, and he's a doctor, and we were I was saying like yeah you know, when we're there for a week, I'll probably do work for like, just like two or three hours a day. Like not much. I'll probably just like do it in the morning, do some stuff and then, you know, go hang out. And he's like, why would you ever want to do that? Because like, it's the same, it's literally the same thing as me going out and playing golf. I love building businesses. Like it's fun. And because of that, it's not work for me. Like it's it's literally a game. It's like, how can I help others? How can I land an X gig? How can I land an X client? Like, it's fun for me. It's enjoyable. And, you know, I think that obviously money has to be in the top in my opinion if you're an entrepreneur has to be in like the top three things of like why you're you're doing something yes you need to make a living you don't need to make an insane amount of money but you need to make a living you need to make enough to to satisfy you but it can't be the number one thing like it just it it never can be the number one reason or you're just not going to be happy with it long term And, and when you can find that mix of like money sitting in the two or three spot and something else that you enjoy in the number one then like that's that's when you can truly do something special
0: yeah lucky there at least the the thing that you're passionate about has a big payoff building businesses by like playing sudoku like
1: but you never know like you can be creative like i mean anyone who just like watches like gary Vee, for example like you could and you know, he talks about so many different things like you could go flip you know things that you find in your house or your attic or at flea markets and like make a lot of money like it's about being creative like so many people don't understand that being successful really boils down in my opinion to like three aspects it's like be the hardest working person in the room be the most creative person in the room and don't listen to anyone's opinions and most people don't do one two or all three of those to be honest with you because they just They don't understand what hard work is. They're not willing to be creative and step out of their comfort zone. And they care too much about what other people think. And when you can combine those three areas, like you can honestly, in my opinion, be successful in whatever you want. Like if you said, I want to grow my podcast and make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year from it, like it's not going to happen overnight, but, get it five years. You never know if you like really it and do it extremely well. Like you, you never know what could come of it.
0: And you know, people say like tap into your personal brand. Like I guess people try to please other people so much they lose their true self. You have to make your brand on that, like build on the thing that you like rather than trying to like please other people.
1: I guarantee you someone out there could just, who like has loved coffee is like, I'm just going to start a coffee company or like something to do with coffee and just because they love it. And then they like did extremely well.
0: And that's sustainable. The thing that you like versus trying to fit into what you think other people would like. And I guess that goes across the board for like even school. Like I hated pre-calc in school and it shows, but I loved like English and that shows. You feel like there's two.
1: Exactly. It's super interesting. I did fine in school. You know, I got like mostly B's. I I didn't do amazing, but I didn't do terrible. But it, it was because I didn't enjoy most of the stuff I was learning about, you know, I loved football. I loved business and entrepreneurship. And I just like, I wasn't, you know, yeah, I I went to college, I graduated college, but it wasn't, it wasn't my thing. It wasn't my favorite thing. And the reason that I do well now is because the things that I do on a daily basis, like it's, it's more about entrepreneurship than, crunching numbers and, and and you know calculus and statistics and that type of stuff
0: what, what did you like in school now I'm curious any any subject don't say lunch or or hanging out with friends I want to hear that I want to hear like a subject
1: in like high school or in like college
0: in both any any like you there's a teacher there's a professor teaching your class
1: I think I was good at math I've always been very good at math but I think like I think I enjoyed, like, learning about, like, history and stuff in high school because it's it's just, like, interesting. It's, like, interesting stories about interesting people. I didn't necessarily like how the teachers taught it or, like, reading the textbook. But if you were like, Aaron, go watch this, like, documentary on American history for the next two hours, like, I'd totally be into it. Like, it's cool to me. But, like, if you were like, Aaron, go read this textbook. I'm like, no, I'm I'm going to pass.
0: Okay, history.
1: But, like, realistically, like, I... I think I did college wrong. I, so I majored in finance and minor in legal studies. And, you know, I went into finance as an entrepreneur now. And I could have done that majoring in anything. If I were to go back, I would have majored in like, I would have double majored in like history and philosophy because it's just like a learning how, like that would literally just be learning how to have interesting conversations Like, if you can have interesting conversations and be the most interesting person at the party, then you can accomplish anything. Like, no one cares that you major in finance. No one cares that you can do math. Like, it it doesn't matter. If you can have interesting conversations, you can do anything.
0: So how have you kind of picked up on yourself? Since you didn't learn that in, in school, how are you the most interesting person at the party?
1: I think I always have enjoyed just, like, meeting new people and networking. But, like, when I was a kid in high school, like I hated reading. I never read. I just I I read what was required and that was it. I just wasn't interested in, I read all the time now. Like I just I, I throw on an audio book and listen all the time. And I love it because it just it's things that I want to learn about I'm interested in and I enjoy it. And I think that's definitely something for me.
0: Do people still read anymore? What are you reading now?
1: I mean, I've probably I've probably read like fifteen books this year honestly already like because I do audiobooks. If I had to
0: say favorite book ever just off the top of your head does one come to mind?
1: I don't really have a favorite I just finished actually a book called What It Takes by um, Stephen Schwartzman. He's the guy who started Blackstone and it's it's a really interesting private equity company it was a really cool story about like what he did and how he did it and and everything so I really liked that but I don't know I just I, I pick books that I like and want to read about and, and topics and just it's like I don't know. I think more people need to read more and, and read about topics they
0: like. So what else do you tell people in your, when you're speaking to them? Cause we said, uh, how we can't, we got to kind of cancel the noise out from other people and, uh, and really tune into that creativity. You said one of the three things that people don't do. What is your three?
1: The things that people need to do to be successful is be the hardest working person in the room, be the most creative person in the room. And, and, stop listening to other's opinions
0: where's your competition do you how do you kind of view competition when you're when you're in the space trying to to push yourself or are you not comparing yourself like what is your what's your mindset there
1: on the one hand I'd like to say like oh I compare myself to myself and and that is true in one sense of like I want to do better today than I did yesterday at the same time like I definitely compare myself to others, but not, not in an unhealthy way. Like I look at on the speaking side, like just say like someone like a Tony Robbins or like an Ed Milad or a Les Brown. Like I look at them and say, that's what I want to be. That's the brand I want. That's the, the stage presence I want. That's who I want to be one day. And so i watch their videos. I learn from them. I say, what can I do to get to where they are? And if you say, if you look at it from that perspective, I think of like, what can I do to get to where they are instead of what most people do of like, Oh, they're over there they're making x amount of money they're known by this like oh i wish i could do that that sucks that i'm not there that's when it's unhealthy like i ran into uh someone else in the finance space today that i know very well i mean he's like 20 years older than me but he's extremely successful and we talked for a bit and and i think of him of saying like i i like to pick his brain whenever i talk to him but it's it's like what can i do to get to where he is like He's done so well. How can I learn from him? How can I pr- improve based on my conversation for, with him? And, and I think a lot of people take that and would say, oh, he did this. It's so hard. I'm never going to get there. And they just look at it they're way.
0: You know, people say to surround yourself with people that you want to be like, and that's how you can get there. What would you kind of say to people who maybe like they're in a friend group that's not exactly their mindset? have you ever as growing up and like with friends and so, and you're like, we're just not really meshing. Like, what do you do to kind of like, you just kind of drop people? Like,
1: First off, like today into this day and age, it's never been more accessible for you to learn from people that you want to learn from. Like just throw on a podcast, listen to a book. Like I can go put on a book right now and learn from Tony Robbins for the next hour. Do you have never had that type of access before in your life? And so, so right, You can surround yourself with people that you don't know just by throwing on their books or their podcasts or, or whatever but i wouldn't say i've like lost friends because i definitely haven't but i especially over the past like two years like i don't talk to many of my friends like it wouldn't be any different if i just like saw them randomly probably It'd be fine but like i have you know a certain amount of people that i talk to on a very regular basis mm-hmm. and then i have other people that i talk to here and there and like we're very close still and we just you know don't talk as much and then people that i really just rarely talk to and it's it's nothing against any of them. It, it's because I'm busy. Cause I have a lot going on because I enjoy what I'm doing. And like, if you're not going to move me forward today to reach my goal, then like I don't have an interest in, in going to a club and getting hammered with you and like being hung over tomorrow because I'm trying to, you know, accomplish something else. You know, I'd, I'd much rather do something in my business to, to get close to my goals or like spend time with, with the friends that are also trying to grow in, in certain ways. Like it's, it doesn't need to be, it's not like you need to drop friends, but like, I don't, I don't know, especially with like COVID it's, I feel like it was so easy just like kind of stop talking to certain people and just go from there.
0: Can't build businesses when you're hammered. doesn't work.
1: You've never <laughs> tried
0: it, but you know what? I don't think it's possible. <laughs> so you ever re- find yourself reaching like a burnout or do you scale back before you, you hit that point? I think everyone hits that point. I don't think you do. Like I said, I still think.
1: No, I, I I, definitely do. I think it's, you know, if something like that happens, it's about taking a break. You know, if maybe it's taking a break and going for a walk, maybe it's taking a break and just like going to the gym if, if you haven't already that day or like maybe it's just doing something different. I think the issue is if you're working on something for 12 hours straight, no matter what it is, you're going to get burned out. You're going to get tired. You're going to get annoyed. And so it's switching things up, doing things different, taking breaks. I I can't stare at a computer at one task for the next five hours. I'll get bored and tired and no matter what it is, it happens to everyone. You just you have to mix things up and time block your schedule so you do the things that you need to do.
0: So you're very um, like pro scheduling for everyone, and to be successful, you have to be intentional with your time because time will pass you. Me, I will find myself on TikTok for hours. Do you go on TikTok? No. No, uh, me neither. Never heard of the app. <laughs> I have no idea what that is.
1: <laughs> uh, I tried it for like I don't know, barely any time when it came out, and I just it wasn't my thing. It's it's super interesting because I see that like you know with the whole like Clubhouse thing for example, I used it for the first like week or two, you know, not a ton, but like some, and now I like pretty much never go on it because I just like, I don't understand or see how it's building me towards my goal of, of accomplishing something like, yes, you build connections through it. And so once in a while, if you want to hop on, that's totally fine. And and I get that. But at the same time, like, instead of hopping on that in a room with 500 people and like trying to get on the stage and listen to other people, like I'd rather just shoot five DMS to five different people that I'm interested in connecting with on Instagram and hope that one of them responds. Like I just, I think there's much more efficient ways to to accomplish your goals.
0: So does he do anything wrong? So when, if you're not networking or building your businesses, what is your downtime thing?
1: I love sports. I love golf. I love and watching football and, and, and things of that. And I think the thing that I do is I don't look at anything in my life as, as work though. I do activities that I get paid for is my opinion. I don't know. I just like, I enjoy networking. I enjoy, like some people could say going on a podcast is work. Like I think it's an activity that I get paid for because it, who knows what it will lead towards. Like I enjoy this type of stuff. Like this is, I mean, you could say it's work. You could say it's downtime. Like why am I going to spend time doing things I don't like? I'm not going to. And so when you're able to do that, then you're just doing things, you know, activities you get paid for. Like, I get it. If you have a nine to five and, and that's your your thing and you, you know, aren't thrilled with it, but you're trying to do something on the side, then, then okay, then, then, then that's different. But if you're truly an entrepreneur and you're truly building your own things, then like, I hope you're doing activities you get paid for and not working because otherwise you're going to be miserable.
0: I'm trying to find like something wrong that you do and you're like nope I I just I know I mean no I'm not
1: I'm I'm far from perfect like everyone is it's everyone gets distracted everyone does things and it's it's people listening to this like do not take away from this that like I don't get distracted or I don't stop doing work I just like I have found things that I enjoy doing and because that's not work and it just that's my situation some people would say I work a lot but it's it's because I enjoy it like it's it's plain and simple. As soon as you find something that you love and can also make you a living, like you'll you'll do the same.
0: I'm getting Gary V 2.0 vibes, man. He's literally like, because that's the answer. People would ask him, dude, you're always working. Like, what do you, he's like, I love the process. This is just what I love. He's like, this is the game. Is that how you feel? Do you feel like it?
1: I love the process and I agree with him in that sense. I think that he would probably disagree with me here, but you need to also focus on the destination a lot. I think way too many have people have taken from like these quote unquote, like influencers to only focus on the process. Like, no, if you're not focused on the destination, if you're not focused on the goal, you're never going to get there. Like I have specific goals that I want to accomplish and get done. If I don't hit my destinations, I'm going to be pissed because I want to hit certain things. Like when you think of the word like winning, you know, what do you think? A lot of people think like winning is hard. Winning is a struggle. Like I think winning is everything accomplishing my goals, whether they be business, personal, family-wise, physically, uh, spirituality, whatever they are, winning and accomplishing my goals is everything. And so it's not just about the process.
0: That's kind of hard. It's like trying to paint a picture of like, it's like paint a picture of this. And then you you don't actually know, you don't have something to look at or reference. It's just like, you're just kind of going by it freely. What is something that people ask you maybe a lot, like a, a common question that you get?
1: one of the probably most common things is just how do you overcome obstacles or overcome challenges in front of you? I think how do do you handle those types of situations? And, you know, for me, it's first taking a step back and, and really looking at the situation and then going at it head on. You know, it's not about feeling sorry for yourself. It's not about wishing things were different. It's about figuring out, how you can accomplish your goal, how you can move around that situation, that challenge, and making a plan and then just doing it. I think everyone says the phrase like knowledge is power. I don't agree with that. I think knowledge leads to power. I think action is power. You're not going to read a book and then make a million dollars. You can read a book and then take action and then make a lot of money or build a lot of relationships or lose 20 pounds in the gym, whatever it is. But action leads to power knowledge is just a stepping stone. And and I think that like, that's that's how you overcome obstacles is by taking action.
0: Knowledge is only power if you apply it. You got to apply it. Exactly. Yeah, I think that that's actually, that's really important because a lot of times you can't, you can read all the books in the world you can listen to all the podcasts, but it really just will circle in, in your head and you'll just keep doing the same thing if you're not intentional with it. Were you in football and you were kind of like, move around in that space and then moving up to like NFL level and everything. Like when you're in an uncomfortable position, how do you make it comfortable?
1: By putting yourself in more uncomfortable positions. No one likes being uncomfortable. No one likes it. The the only way to get used to being uncomfortable is to do things that you don't like and do things that make you uncomfortable. You know, in, in the beginning of, of my journey in entrepreneurship, like I definitely struggled on like sales calls of like, you know, getting people to, buy into something i I just i i was very uncomfortable of of taking people from point a to point b and and you learn from practice and the only way to do that is by putting yourself in that uncomfortable position more often and and you know no matter what the situation is you, you really just have to learn to enjoy being uncomfortable or at least be able to tolerate it because that no one likes it and and it's about getting used to that and adapting while well being uncomfortable. Is that
0: something you learned from sports that kind of trickled into like the work world or what kind of things have mirrored each other from that you learned in sports to to work?
1: Yeah. I mean I think probably it it definitely a lot of my mentality and things definitely came from sports. Like I like winning? Definitely, yes. I absolutely hate running and have always hated running. And so whenever we would do sprints, I would be miserable. Like I just I I can't stand them i don't like running i love lifting i hate running but you know when we do sprints after practice or whatever it's about pushing yourself as hard as you can because it's uncomfortable it's about trying to get a little better build up your stamina things like that and i think that's something i learned like i you know my coaches weren't gonna let me die in the field so if i pushed myself and could not run the next one like no one would be thrilled but they'd help me like it's You'd figure it out. And
0: there's an importance of having mentors, like you. You'd fully go with having people that surround you. How important is it to have a supportive circle?
1: So important. I think that you know whether it's people that you know in person or, like we said before, like just like reading someone's book. You know, you can have a virtual mentor that you don't know, or you could have in-person mentors that you talk to regularly. It's it's a combination. Like I have people in my life that are much more successful than me at things that I'm doing that I consider mentors that I'm very close with. I also have people like Tony Robbins is a mentor of mine. I've never met him. I hopefully will down the road. I hopefully will share a stage with him down the road, but he's a mentor to mine because I've listened to his books. I've, I've consumed his content, like like things like that. It's, it's super easy to find a mentor. Even if you don't have someone that you feel comfortable with of, of talking to as getting advice from them and learning from them. Just go online and google someone. Like way too many people don't understand the power of Google and YouTube.
0: It's funny because like we we know it exists but you're right, we don't use it to our, yeah. to our it's full of potential. So where can the talk back listeners find you because they are interested in your story and what you do?
1: Yeah. So my website is com. You can find my podcast linked there. It's on, you know, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, everywhere. Also on Instagram and Twitter at Aaron J. Golub. And, you know, also on LinkedIn as well. And reach out, feel free to DM me if you have any questions. I'll get back to you. It might not be the first minute, but I'll get back to you.
0: Is there any last minute uh, sprinkles of knowledge that you want to give to the talk back listeners?
1: If anyone has any questions or questions, wants feedback or just stay in touch or, or, or get to know me, reach out. I'm, I'm happy to answer. I respond to my DMs. So.
0: Awesome. And I will link all of Aaron's information in the show notes. Aaron Golub, thank you so much for all the knowledge you spread on TalkBack. And you guys know here at TalkBack, spread good vibes and not germs. And I'll catch you at the next episode.